the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program one day before Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving a little bit today. Uh, I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And we're here every weekday at 4 o'clock to talk about the Word of God and more importantly, the living Word of God, Jesus Christ. Uh, Whatever you might be going through, uh, we'll take your questions. Um, Do the best we can to answer them. Here is the phone number for your live calls and questions, 340-9585. That's 340-9585. You can also call us toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. You can also, if you are driving in your car, um, well, before that, you can send them in via our free Calvary Chapel mobile app as well. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is uh, by using the free KSLR mobile app, the hands-free feature. Just hit the Call Now button session. You'll be connected uh, directly to our studio producer. Uh, Today is our last live show of the week. We're going to have rebroadcasts on Thursday and Friday. So I thought I would give all of you guys a treat, and we'd move the date day edition of the program up one day. Uh, So today, Paula is live in studio. Both of us are still thinking in our minds it's Thursday, so we're kind of thrown off. I'm going to miss church. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to miss church. That's right. We do have church tonight at 7 o'clock. I'm going to be teaching in 1 Samuel 28. This is always our smallest Wednesday night crowd of the year. Uh, because people are getting ready for Thanksgiving and all that. So if anybody from the listening audience wants to come, we got plenty of room tonight. <laughs> You're more than welcome to come. Uh, but uh, uh, King Saul visiting the Witch of Endor, uh, that's our study tonight in First Samuel chapter 28. Uh, Paula? Yes? It's Wednesday and you're here. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. I'm just all messed up. But it's been a really uh, sweet time, our younger son. Terry um, surprised us late last week with calling saying, hey, is it okay if we come by on uh, Tuesday, spend the night, and and leave sometime Wednesday? And I was like, well, yes, yes, a thousand times yes, out loud, you know, and of course my heart wants that to happen, and then in my my mind I'm thinking as well, that's the days I'm getting ready for Thanksgiving, I'm cooking, (laughs) I'm, I'm, you know, getting the house set up, situated for the guests that I'm having, because... Our, our son and his family are not our guests. They're already gone. Um, but yes, 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 you know, so <sighs> I'm trying to relax and not get overwhelmed. But, you know, because it's Thanksgiving time and I'm really, I really am grateful. Let me play you for a minute, okay? You want to play me? Uh-huh. Good luck with that. God knew this was going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do say that's, that. That's your answer, yep. isn't it, for just about mm-hmm. everything. And his grace is abound that yeah. in all things uh, we will be successful. So, yeah. Paula, before we get started, um, um, maybe you'd like to give, uh, we we're going to do it tomorrow, but we forgot we were going to be on tomorrow, mm-hmm. but give an update of the Mexico trip that uh, you just got back on this past weekend that the people on the radio were praying for. I'm laughing 
sort of, kind of, because, you know, even in prayer, people were praying, you know, let them have travel mercies and the border crossing be okay and keep them safe. And, and um, you know, there's so much violence and all this stuff. And when I got back home, I thought, I forgot to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> because we had just a, a really smooth time. Uh, even the drive is kind of boring, you know? <laughs> That's a good word. Uh-huh. But because there were so many of us, 22 ladies and then Pastor Chris, and so each of us had at least four in, in our vehicles, and I think five or six vehicles went. So each of us had, you know, well, five vehicles. We had four or five in, in each car. And so it just went by so fast, and my driver of my car, you know, like I have a chauffeur or something, but she just really likes to drive Dawn. Um, she is fun, um, and the conversation never lacked, and it's all about Jesus, sort of, you know, um, because we talked about some crazy stuff, but still Jesus is in the car with us, nothing, you know, crass or uh, off-color, but it just went so fast, and then uh, it was a praise of the Lord because there was a, a family of one of the ladies who lives in McAllen that he arranged with um, his neighbors that some crazy ladies from Texas were coming in if it's okay if we parked our vehicles in front of their house just overnight. Um, and so they all said yes, so we got to park our cars on the U.S. side. And then the families from uh, Calvary Chapel Reynosa came across the border. Now that's the problem. Coming from Mexico into the United States is sometimes a two, two and a half hour long line you know, waiting, get through. So we were supposed to all meet at that house at 11. Well, they didn't get there till after 12. But, I mean, their sacrifice was much greater than ours. We were in the, the relative's house in air conditioning. He's offering us water. <laughs> we got to use the restroom. I mean, we're having fellowship while we just wait, you know. Um, and then they took us across the border. I mean, they have the Mexico um, license plates. Going into Mexico, it was like 10 minutes getting in, and, and it just was a wonderful time. And I have a video of their church, uh, you know, because we ate about 40 times. It seemed <laughs> like we, we ate the whole time. In fact, when we left here, we stopped in a place called Three Rivers, you know, because 22 girls <laughs> and Pastor Chris, you know, somebody's bladder's already always ready, you know, so we went to this little restroom. And then, <laughs> I am not kidding, it was less than two blocks away. Hey, there's some place to eat. <laughs> so we had all got down the car, all went to the restroom, all got back into the cars. I mean, there's five vehicles. And then we looked down the street, seriously, like two blocks away. Hey, that looks like a good place to eat. So we, we pull in, we all get out again. And we order it. it. The food was wonderful. And then we... Was, you know, was the retreat late because you guys were doing all the stopping? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was awesome. We, we just had so much fun. But the trip was very uneventful, but eventful full. You know, fun time. Um, so we get there. You know, everybody's all excited. You know, we think we're going to go to our, our host homes, you know. But because there's... The streets are really narrow, you know, like, <laughs> and, and they really don't have much of, uh, well, can, how can I say this? They're, you just go. If you think you can make it, you honk your <laughs> horn and you go. If you're, the, if you're the more bold one, you win, <laughs> basically. So praise the Lord, the, the people from Cambridge from Reynosa were driving because they know to put their hand out. They know how to speak to people, you know. I would have still been there thinking, yeah, uh, this is a this is a fairly new car. <laughs> I don't want to get it dinged up, but, you know. So it was it was fun. So we we get to the church because the church is only like a uh, a mile and a half from the border, and so we get in and we're thinking, you know, okay, the church is really nice. So are we going to go to our host house now? Oh um, no, if if it's okay with you. You know, we'll just stay here until the event, you know, the, the conference starts tonight, and, and then we'll 
disperse afterwards. Okay, so we're there, like say two something, and dinner's at 5.30. So, you know, I'm thinking we're gonna go freshen up and stuff. No. So, what do our girls do? Let's go eat something. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, we're gonna eat yeah. <laughs> in three hours. They're gonna serve us. Yeah, but we're hungry now. So they all went, and um, uh, Adriana and I stayed stayed back. But don't you know, Pastor Martin and Pastor Chris and all the other people went. They brought us food back. <laughs> so we're, I'm like, we're gonna eat at, we're gonna eat in two hours. I mean, in an hour and a half. Yeah, but you need to try this. So you know, you try to be hospitable and good host, um, good guest. And so I ate a little bit. But the food at 5.30 was awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome. So we ate, and then, and, and then I was the one who um, taught on Friday night. And uh, that was a different experience, Pastor Ron. Um, with, the, with the real-time, or with the, the Spanish translator? Yeah, well, standing, you, yeah, standing right next, next to, to yeah. me. Yeah, Maria Clark. She was amazing, you know. And I just told the ladies, you know, I hope you get something out of this because this is the first time I'm doing this. This is the first time Maria's doing this. And, you know, to keep your train of thought like you had told me, woof, you just don't know where to stop. So praise the Lord I had taken your counsel and really typed out more of my notes than I normally do. I usually do some notes but more outline form and mm -hmm. then the Holy Spirit kind of fills it in. Or that's just me because I talk too much. I don't know. Um, but um, so I had uh, Adriana copied my notes and gave them to Maria so she could um, kind of see where I was and stuff. So I would say something and then Maria would say it in Spanish. And then I would say something and then of course Maria would say it in Spanish. Well Maria's personality and my personality, total opposite of the <laughs> spectrum. And so with my craziness, you know, because the Lord tells me a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. So my, uh, you know, I can when I present, it's it can be sort of humorous, but then the people realize in a few minutes, she just stabbed me in the heart. <laughs> but it was in a funny, sort of fun way. But um, it was really cute, and that a couple of times I said, Maria, you got to say it like I say it. <laughs> and it was just, it was so much fun. It was really fun, and praise the Lord, people did get something out of it, you know. Um, and then uh, people got saved people got saved people got saved and we had our ladies there who who did the skit and I told them you guys did this skit so much better at the retreat here in Calvary Chapel Reynosa than you did for Calvary Chapel San Antonio and I thought about it I said well that's the way it's supposed to be okay but <laughs> it was they were so good and some of the the cast members were different um, we had Sherry Hampton. She just really brought a different personality to it, and just she's so bouncy and so happy, and you know, um, the ladies who said yes, Pastor Ron, were so grateful that they did say yes. And that thing we always say, you never know what you miss when you say no. And so it was really kind of cool to turn to them and say, "Aren't you glad you said yes?" And, and of course, they all were. Yeah, people were tired when they came back uh, for Sunday morning service, but uh, they were all thrilled with having been used by the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Yes, they were. And and in the four houses, yeah, in the four houses where we were all um, distributed to, um, the Lord really blessed all of us. You know, um, I, you always say, don't have expectations. And um, even if you do, or when you do, because that's a hard thing to to say, I'm not going to have expectations. Um, because a couple of times that we've gone to Mexico, um, they're they're less fortunate than we are in most cases. At, at least in the border town, for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, the house that uh, we stayed at, I stayed at, it was four bedrooms, three bathrooms, you know. Um, the people were very, very generous. And it wasn't one of those where, I mean, they were hospitable, yes. But they were hospitable and, and could afford it. Um, and so where I stayed, where uh, seven of us stayed with them, we were very well cared for. 
so was were the others at, at the houses that they were provided anyway at one house um there was a young girl who she's come to our retreats Karen Chapel Reynosa several of them have come to our retreats here for the past couple of years and um been praying for her and we I have my I have her her and I we took a picture um last year and I kept it on my phone so she was real thrilled to see oh you know Nadia I still have your picture anyway her mom and dad had come to visit her because her mom is a new believer and she wanted to come to the conference because where they live um, the mom and dad five hours away from Reynosa they don't have a good church and so they don't have a Calvary Chapel that's what they said and so um, mom and dad came to visit their daughter in the two-story house so mom and dad were staying downstairs and our girls four of them who all first language is Spanish um, stayed at their house well the grumpy old husband, that's what the girls <laughs> called him. He didn't want anything to do with Jesus, you know, and if that's for you, fine, but just kind of leave me alone. Well, they didn't leave him alone. And they just sweet, but firm, you know, um, talked to him. And before he had his hand, like talk to the hand kind of thing. I'm not interested. And before they were done with him that evening, He's crying like a baby. I want Jesus too. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we go to a women's conference. That's this thing. We went to a women's conference, and a grumpy old man got saved. <laughs> so it just. And then the next day, Pastor Chris took him out for breakfast and, yep. and sort of discipled him in sort of a crash course. Yeah, kind of helped him on his yeah, walk. You know, great. the responsibility of the man as being head of the household, but. Oh, my goodness, Nadia and her mom were just like on cloud nine. They weren't even going to come back um, for the second day and stay the whole time. But since grumpy old husband got saved and Pastor Chris kind of diverted him with breakfast, they were able to stay for the, mm-hmm. for the entire conference. It, it, there was just so many stories. You know, like, oh, mm, we ate, okay, at 3 o'clock, 5.30. <laughs> Our girls, you know, have the conference, and they—that's that's why they call us Calorie Chapel. Oh my goodness! Huh? You know, we're just trying to be good guests, Pastor Rock. <laughs> and I was like, if I eat another thing, you know, after after it's over, because I had fruit and dessert after. <laughs> And so, okay, we finally get all of our stuff. And, okay, good night. We're gonna we'll see you in the morning because all of our ladies and Pastor Chris are going to four different houses. I said, okay, love you, bye. You know, going, I, I am so tired. Can we just go to bed? You know, it's like nine something. So we go through the town, go into these people's house, and it, actually it's Don Fernando and Bernilde were our hosts and host, hostess names. And so we finally stop, you know, and I'm getting my bag. I'm ready to go up. Let's take a shower. <laughs> I got to get some sleep. And they're like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going, where's your house? <laughs> like, put that back. I said, well, where are we going? Across the street from where they parked? A restaurant. <laughs> I'm like, you're kidding me. And all the girls who were in the back of the pickup truck, I'm in the back seat of Don Fernando and Bernilde's truck. They speak only Spanish. <laughs> I speak solamente English. <laughs> they knew we were going to the restaurant. All the other girls, six girls in the back, knew we were going to the restaurant. The only one who was in the dark, me. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, you are kidding me, you guys. We're going to be, we're going to blow up. So we go in there. And they're like, well, you have to order something. And I was like, I can't, I, I, I'm so full. I can't eat another thing. Okay, so here's something Chico. They're not listening to me. I, I'm ordering something. They, I just have to order. So I got Menudo Chico. That's small. Okay. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat another thing. I tore that Menudo up. <laughs> Drank it to the dregs, Pastor. It was so good. It was amazing. Well, anyway, we're at what the restaurant. What happened to self-control is the fruit of the Spirit? You know what I'm saying? It just went right <laughs> out the window. I don't know what happened. Anyway, um, as we're walking in to go sit down, I'm about 10 feet from the door, and I, I turn around, and there's a, a guy dressed in, like, full ninja 
clothes. Mm -hmm. All you can see is his eyes. Everything is black, and his, both of his hands are on this four-foot rifle. And I just said to uh, it's a Michi. It's semi-automatic. I yeah. know who that is. Uh -huh. <laughs> I just said to Michi, Michi, there's, don't freak out. There's a man behind us with a rifle. And she's like, uh. <laughs> 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 I said, Michi, don't freak out. Anyway, um, but it was just one of those amazing things. I forgot to be scared. But praise the Lord, you know, we'd have freaked out. He might have freaked out, you know, I don't know. Um, they're, they're sort of self-appointed vigilantes mm -hmm. that protect wealthy people mm -hmm. who, are, who are there eating or mm -hmm. uh, a restaurant will hire them to protect them. Or uh, if if uh, somebody comes by and starts shooting in mm -hmm. the streets, they start shooting. They start shooting. You got to get out the way because, you know, they don't really want to kill you. But if you're in the way, yeah. you know, the bullet's got to go if you're in the way. It's, but anyway, um, then he would leave and then he would come back in. Same thing, kind of scouring the... Uh huh. Uh, kind of scouring the the uh, restaurant. Okay, and it's like y'all need to bring our food because we need to get out of here. <laughs> maybe, maybe I am full. Yeah, I am. I am full. No, I I I drank all. I ate all that menudo, and the people in the restaurant. It was just like this is how we live, kind of thing, you know. And I just man, why it's so hard. So he comes think, back in think, like think three about times. That for what you just said for a minute. They live with that threat of street violence every day. Yeah, uh, I, I think we who are American Christians, we need to be a little bit more compassionate and considerate um, when when people want to escape that ever-present danger. It's an oppressive, oh. oppressive state. Um, and so he comes in about three times, and so we're finally finished with our meal, you know, and yeah. I was probably the only black person I saw, <laughs> and so it's kind of uncomfortable, but you know we're all in our t shirts we're together anyway, we go to leave, and not only is that guy with the automatic rifle, there's two more much bigger guys standing at the door that we have to almost like brush up against to get you know to where we want to go because our car is across the street, and they're like armored car truck is parked there with flashing lights like you want to go around the rest of the cars have to go around we're not leaving until whoever we're protecting leaves and so to me i'm like so do we jaywalk in, in this street here because <laughs> i didn't see any crosswalks but um donna fernando said just just follow me and so we just went across the street and got in their car and got in their truck and we went to their house and they live in a a real nice area it had a gate across, and I said real nice because, and that's relative. Um, nothing like we have here. Some, even probably in some of the slum areas. It's But once you got inside the gate, it, it was real nice. And they were just the sweetest people. He's the one that would get up, he got up in the morning to make us coffee and juice and um, get fruit for us and <laughs> uh, tamales again and you know, whatever we wanted, he he was the one, and just um, just the sweetest people. So it w it was really nice. I think the most important thing you said there is is you never know what you miss if you say no. Yeah. And God gives you the opportunity, and and we know there were some people from our church that didn't go just because of the danger. It's not something that that uh, you know you can blame somebody for, but at the same time, when God is directing you to go, yeah. uh, we got to go. I, I, we, we're such spoiled Christians uh, in this country and in this century. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't have to be. We need to say yes, and they did. It just felt like the, the Lord put his, not just his hand of protection, his whole body in front of us everywhere he went. Maybe he was dressed as a ninja. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you you know what? It wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you have any questions, Bible questions or ladies, if you have any questions or comments for Paula on this Thanksgiving uh, Eve um, program, three four zero ninety five eighty five. Yeah. You know we all have different personalities because Elvira uh, spoke on uh, for Saturday morning. You know, and she speaks both languages. But Elvira has been really struggling with her allergies. 
And so she had gotten some medicine there. But again, so now she's speaking in Spanish. And then for us English-speaking people, Maria Clark uh, translated for her so that we could, underst we could understand what was being said. Uh, <laughs> so sweet. I just love Elvira. She's got that Jesus loves you kind of spirit. And she's so close to him that, you know, you want to be close to her. Uh, so you can be closer to Jesus. Uh, and um, her her session was just on, was just on, was on love as well. I think all the sessions were on love. It's it's about how much Jesus loves us and what he's done for us. And um, it was cute. And, and you could tell Maria was experienced now. <laughs> she, she had done Friday night. And so Saturday morning, she she had it together. It was just really an amazing time. And then Michi, of course, she speaks both. And Michi is our our rap artist, you know, hip hop kind of artist. She teaches the same way, just with power and, and a deep richness. Well, we're at the end of the first half of the program. We've got 30 minutes left on this week's live programs. Three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free. 877-630-KSLR. We'd love your calls and questions. Uh, we will be back on the other side of the break in two minutes. To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the program, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Last opportunity to uh, call and ask a question this week live. We'll be back live on Monday, but remember Thursday and Friday will be pre-recorded programs uh, in observance of the Thanksgiving holiday. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving for a little bit, but I want to deal with two things real quick before we, we, we start. First, um, I had a caller yesterday uh, who wanted to know about John Barnett. Um, um, and, and was he safe to listen to? Uh, and I wasn't familiar with him. Uh, I actually am familiar with him a little bit more than I thought I was. I didn't recognize the name initially. Um, but this is for Richard uh, John Barnett. Uh, is probably somebody that that um, you can listen to. You just have to be discerning. He is um, a John MacArthur disciple. By that I mean he is going to be reformed. He's going to be Calvinist in his in his uh, systematic theology. Um, but probably in terms of the other questions and answer things that he does online, you're probably going to be okay. Just kind of spit out the reformed or Calvinistic bones and, and chew the meat there. And he's probably somebody that you're going to be safe listening to. So uh, sorry I didn't do that at the top of the program, uh, Richard, as I told you that I would. Um, the other thing, uh, Paula wants to tell one more story about the Mexico trip, uh, and this is one of my favorites, so go ahead, Paula. Yeah. Um, we had Kuka, who is 90 years old, and um, she was going to go, and then she wasn't going to go because, you know, she's older, and she says, I wake up quite a bit in the night, and I have pain, and so I think I'll be a, you know, inconvenience. No, Kuka, you're going to have your own room. You and your daughter will have your own room. Okay. So she's going again. And then before we left, somebody said, I don't think Cooper's going to go after a while. I was like, oh, man, no. So anyway, I was thrilled when we met here at the church at 545 um, to leave at 6 a.m. Friday, and Cooper was here. I was so excited and so happy. At 5.45, Kuka had been up for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Kuka has to pray for every single person in her family yep. and you. Yep. Yeah. And so... She's here, and I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Um, but she's 90, you know, and she's got a cane. And, um, you know, and we're sitting there at the conference Friday night, and Kuka's just keeping up with everything. You know, she even went out to the lunch at the 2.30 thing. Mm -hmm. I stayed back at the church so I could sit down and take a deep breath and put my feet up. No, Kuka's right in, <laughs> in there with the rest of them. So anyway, that night, she's sitting at the table and the, the conference is uh, going on and she's praying Lord why do you have me here you know I mean really I'm here but why 
and a lady walks up to her who remembered Kuka from our last women's retreat, the same retreat that we did here in San Antonio, because Kuka, she goes, you know, to our retreats. And this lady remembered talking to her, and Kuka was explaining to her that, yeah, I used to be Catholic, and then Jesus just made himself so real to me that I had to become a born-again believer. So Kuka just prayed this, and this girl walks up to Kuka with another friend that she brought to the conference, and she says, Miss Kuka, what do they call her, Kuka, Kukita, um, this is my friend, and she's still Catholic. Would you please talk to her? And Kuka just lit up. She talks to this lady and leads her to the Lord. She became a born-again Christian right <laughs> then and there. That's not enough. I mean, just, you know, Kuka's ready now, you know. And I don't know how it happened, but someone asked Kuka to uh, do the last worship set of the, of the conference. I was like, really? This is awesome. And Kuka, 90 years old, she goes, in Spanish, she explained, you know, I'm old. The Lord tricked me. My, my husband died 20 years ago. And, um, but Jesus has been so awesome to me. But he tricked me because I thought I would be in heaven way before now, you know, and everybody's cracking up. And um, she said, but I'm going to sing a song uh, that I used to sing at my, my brother's church long ago. And he was a pastor of a church. And she says, I'm old and my mind's not the same. And I might not remember all the words, so please forgive me. Huh. Kuka stood up like she was 50, 35, I don't know. And she, there is nothing wrong with her lungs, okay? <laughs> and she sang that song, and I think it was four verses. She didn't miss a beat or a word, and we were just bawling. I'm like, Jesus, thank you that Kuka comes to my church. We got the best <laughs> church ever because Kuka comes to Calvary Chapel San Antonio. She just ended such a great conference in the most perfect, wonderful way. So, you know, so so respectful that we were able to just honor Kuka in that way, and she was able to be honored in that way. It was amazing. So That's the, the God we serve. Mm -hmm. Let's take a break and go with a phone call, Paula. we got Phyllis holding on line one. Phyllis, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Well, hello, Pastor Ron and Paula. Hi, Phyllis. Hi, beautiful. Hi. <laughs> well, I like the story of Kuka. I wish I could have been there. <laughs> you could have. You, Paula would have had another black person. <laughs> Actually, I had Olivia Davis. Okay, That's Olivia right. was there. That's right. Mm -hmm. I called to uh, thank you both for your hard work, your dedication, your commitment, your faithfulness. I, I've really, truly been blessed by the ministry. And um, Paula, you know, in the, on Sunday mornings when she gave me a hug, there are times I have, have to uh, get four kids off to church, and and I really need that hug, Paula, and I appreciate it. And um, mm -hmm. Pastor Ron, I um, appreciate your your uh, your teaching. I really do. I'm learning so much. And also, uh, while we're on the air, I had a question for you, Pastor Ron, if you don't mind. Okay. Okay. I was studying the book of Acts, and it was the 17th chapter, uh, the 11 verse. Uh, I think it, what, I'm in the NIV version, and it uh, goes on to say, um, and they received the message uh, with great e eagerness. I know this was uh, some part of Jews, like the variants or something like that, and then they were examining the Scripture daily. Uh, my question is, was they examine these scriptures to Paul's teaching? And if so, did they have a Bible in those days? And I would appreciate your answer. I'll, I'll hear it off the air. And happy thank Thanksgiving you. to you both. Thank you for your kindness, Phyllis. God bless you. Thank you, thank you. Um, uh, that, that, Acts chapter 17 is actually one of the great chapters in our New Testament. It's It's got so much in the way of promise, but... Uh, in this particular case, uh, Berea was a region where Paul went uh, after Thessalonica and, and proclaimed the gospel and people got saved. But instead of just believing what Paul said, you know, people say, oh, you have to have faith. They examined the scriptures. Now, that would be the Old Testament scriptures. Now, these, many of them, most of them were Jews, but they weren't the only ones that believed. We know that from verse 12. 
But by examining the Old Testament scriptures, which is the only Bible they had at that time, uh, they could compare what Paul was saying and the conclusions that he was drawing, uh, the Old Testament scriptures which spoke about Jesus, um, they would go home and check it out. Now, the, the, the word picture in Greek, Phyllis, is, is really magnificent in the 11th verse. It says that they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures. And the idea is that they were eager to, to find out that what Paul said was true, not if it was true. It's almost like they would hear him preach. They would hear the conclusions he made about the Messiah. And they would say, oh, this would be wonderful news. I hope it's true. I hope it's true. But then they went and examined the scriptures themselves. And that's why they're uh, spoken of as having more noble character. So it's the Old Testament scriptures. Remember, whenever Paul opened the word of God, that's what he was preaching from. And he was preaching the natural uh, follow-up to this is the promise of the prophets, this is the promise of the psalmist, this is the promise of the law, these are the pictures, and they all pointed to Jesus, and he would simply tell them how Jesus fulfilled all of those prophecies. And, of course, then they believed, not only many of the Jews, but also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. Uh, I, I included verse 12 in that, Phyllis, because it's the only place in Scripture where a distinction is made about prominent Gentile women who believed, and it gives you an indication how influential these women were, and it's almost written as though uh, these prominent Greek women gave their men the freedom to receive Jesus Christ. So uh, it it sort of shows that in every religious system, um, while while the Bible is clearly patriarchal, uh, the power and the control has always been with the women. And these prominent Greek women were saved, and it was like everybody else then could take a deep breath and believe the good message. So that's what's going on in Acts chapter 17. But it would be the Old Testament scriptures. The only thing they knew of the New Testament Bible, um, Phyllis, is the letters that would be circulating around. They wouldn't wouldn't have the same understanding of a Bible, uh, a collective of the works that we do. But remember Paul's letters and Peter's letters and John's letters and, of course, the gospel messages uh, that were were being spread around Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and, of course, uh, the book of Acts. They were it was all being written about during this time in history. So um, they had New Testament prophets, not um, not there are no New Testament promises today, um, but there are uh, they had New Testament prophets um in that first century church. So, fellas, I hope that helps. Um, Paula, we got a, a call into the studio. Said uh, Gloria called and underwent a minor car accident and asked for prayer. She's okay other than going through some therapy. So um, let's pray for her real quickly. Uh, Father, we lift Gloria to you um, and ask that by the power of the Spirit you would touch her, make sure all is well. Um, we pray, Lord, that the therapy would, would go well. Um, But most important, we just pray that she knows that your arms are wrapped around her and that she's going to be just fine because um, even at her age, Lord, um, she identified herself as being older at her age. um, You've got her. And so please, Lord, bless her, help her get better, help the therapy go well and give her strong, uh, a strong body and good health again. So, uh, Gloria, thank you for calling and letting mm-hmm. us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep us posted from time to time. Let us know how you're doing. Yeah. God Three, bless you. Yeah, 340-9585. Paul? You know, uh, talking about um, Thessalonians, where they search the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were true. Um, I remember, because Adriana, the, the pastor's wife in Calvary Chapel Reynosa, she was very, very excited because she got saved here. Um, her her brother had told her for years, go to a church where they teach the Bible. Go to a church where they teach Well, she didn't really have anything to do with Jesus. But when her life was falling apart, um, she went to a church that teaches the Bible, and she came here. And she said, you were in the book of Jeremiah at the time, and how the Lord had spoken to her. What Once Adriana got saved and her life started changing... Then her husband, who had really given her the ultimatum, you can go to that church or you can come home with me. And she told him, 
I don't want to go back to that life. And so if you want to leave me, fine. I'm going to stay in the church where they teach the Bible because I want to know about Jesus. Anyway, um, I remember one after one of her family members started filling up the row here. And I remember sitting, because I sit in the front row, and they were sitting in the front row with me. She leaned over to her sister <clears throat> and her brother at the time and said, it's okay to read your Bible while he's talking. <laughs> talking about you. And they have been excited about the Bible ever since. And all but one sister, yeah, one sister is saved now. The others are married, serving the Lord. Carlos is a pastor. Yeah. Um, the other sister, Cassandra, is in Austin, serving there. And um, it's all because they could come to this church. And hear the Bible talk. And hear the Bible and be able to read it for themselves. And a hardhead Martin became a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah. Paula, we got Zach online one. Zach, thanks for calling. You're on the air. We haven't seen him in a while. Um, hello. Zach. Hey, Zach. Uh, I'm just, um, I'm just calling, I guess, with a question. I, I've called in the past about questions like these, mm -hmm. and I guess, I might, I guess I might just call again about it. I know you're a man who does a lot, who gets a lot and a lot of responsibilities done. You get them all done, and I'm, obviously you use, you, with the help of God, you're able to get them done. But I, that's something I always, that's something that I always have to like constantly fight just in my Christian walk, you know. So I just, I guess I just wanted to ask you, it's like, how do you, what's the, what do you do to get your daily responsibilities done? But, and also just like, yeah, I just, on the topic of work and getting it done, and I'll just uh, hang up and listen on the air. So thank you for taking my question, I guess. Thank you, Zach. Happy Thanksgiving. And mm -hmm. it was good to hear from you again. Uh, you know, Paul, I've been asked that, you know, um, um, and what I'm going to answer to kind of help give some context to uh, to what Zach is, is, is asking. But, um, um, you know, um, our, our lives are, are busy. Uh, I teach uh, five times a week, three times on Sunday, once on Friday and once on Wednesday night. Uh, every two weeks um, on Saturdays, we do a two-hour pastor's discipleship class. I've got this program uh, that we do every day. Uh, which is, uh, it's just an hour program, but it takes some time to prepare for it. Um, uh, in addition to that, um, I, I want to be in the Bible, so you read to me, and we, we do those things. Um, uh, I'm, I'm an organized person, um, but, you know, it, it's, it's when you're doing what God's called you to do, Zach, uh, it's not work. I, I, I describe often the difference between just labor mm -hmm. and a labor of love. Mm -hmm. And so it's something that, that we want to do. We've got to have our priorities. Now, Paul and I, because Paul is as busy as I am, um, uh, different stuff, but she's just as busy as I am. Um, uh, we, we've got to protect our time in the morning um, as much as we can. Um, we owe it to the Lord to keep our bodies as healthy as we can. So uh, most days we, we're at the gym uh, together. Uh, and uh, then, then when we get here, or when I get here, um, we kind of go our separate ways doing the things that we have. Um, but, but really, it's just a matter of discipline. Um, um, you know, speaking is not my main job. Um, it's, it's what I do. But I've got to be prepared tonight. We've got a Bible study in in First Samuel chapter twenty-eight, and um, um, you know I've got to be prepared. Um, now I've been through the Bible, Zach, a bunch of times now, and um, so it, studying doesn't take me as long as it once did. Um, but you know what? What God wants me to do is provide a fresh word. Uh, the the meaning of the text doesn't change. The history in the text doesn't change, but the application changes constantly. So what I've got to do is I've got to spend enough time with the Lord. So not only is Paula reading to me in the morning, uh, when when um, uh, I go to the gym, I do it. I, I go out in the streets running. You're forgetting and, prayer and time walk. too. Yeah, and we have yeah prayer time too. That's mm -hmm. I walk out and spend my time with with Jesus, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm wanting to hear from Him. Uh, and I've got a lot of time praying for the people in our church and the, the prayer requests that we get. And I mean, I take that part of my life pretty seriously. I, I enjoy praying for the people that God's given us. 
Uh, so for me, it's just a matter of of um, commitment and discipline. And then what you find in, in being obedient is that God has given you the power of his spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, you just, you're great. You know, I want to go to bed tired at night. Um, that's not a problem. That that, that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, um, I, I, my life is so rich. I feel so fulfilled. Um, it's almost like, okay, I want to get to sleep because I've got work tomorrow. And work is not difficult. Mm-hmm. I understand as in answering that, um, many people listening to this go work at a place that is difficult or a place that isn't fun. It's it's not a spiritual place mm-hmm. or a spiritual vocation. But when we remember that if we get up and take Jesus with us, it becomes very spiritual and it becomes a fruitful opportunity to minister. Uh, there's unsaved people. Um, we get to be an example. We get to be that light that Jesus told us to, to let our light shine before men. Um, so, so I, I think the key, Zach, is 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 spending as little time with you and your desires as possible every day, and instead spending as much time as you possibly can with Jesus, and He sort of takes care of the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking as you're asking this question. You know, Pastor Ron and I aren't really techie people, so we're not addicted to our computers, and, you know, Facebook or or our phones. Um, we're, we're just not really that. My phone is the most unused phone in the whole world. Yeah, you get text, but they text you <laughs> via my phone. So that's okay. But, you know, uh, when you're doing things for the Lord, I have found this to be the case because he just wants us to partner with him. And as Pastor Ron said, the discipline, he can make the day really seem like it's 25 hours so that you can get all that you need to do in. Um we are pretty good about opening our hands and saying, okay, Lord, um, we just want what you want in our day. So we don't overload ourselves or overwhelm ourselves with doing Christian stuff. You know, it could be really good, but are we doing what we're doing um, by the leading of the Holy Spirit? And so that, that really helps. Another thing is, though we both talk a lot, I think you're better at this than I am, Ron, but, um, when people stop listening, they stop talking because we can be debaters, you know, trying to win arguments um, or trying to win people to Christ by, you know, my smooth uh, words. But we we really have learned, you know, um, time is short. And, and Jesus says, I want you to talk to the people who I've set up for you, who are ready to listen and, and move on. So those are some of the things we kind of are aware of now um even this radio program as ron was saying i do different things throughout the day so i'm at home when i'm listening to this show now yesterday because our kids and grandkids were there i had the show on but they were so excited because they just got to the house and um they, they they wanted to talk to grandma so grandma's trying to listen with one ear and, and listening to them with the other ear. So the Lord just provided um, maybe to be able to hang with them without doing much guilt. But, yeah, um, I think a lot of my day, especially in the morning, my phone is not with me. So people who are trying to call me or text me, because I keep my phone turned down all the time, um, they, I'm not disrupted in my time reading to Ron or in my prayer time. And even at the gym, I don't usually have my phone with me. So it's just discipline. Yeah. Uh, Paul, I'm glad you mentioned that, and maybe this will help Zach as well. Um, we, we spend so much of our time uh, on, on unfruitful things. We spend time uh, with social media. Uh, I beg the people at my church, Zach, I beg them to spend more time with Jesus and more time in the Bible, and that's two separate things than they do on Facebook or, or uh, texting people or, uh, you know. TV. Pe- TV. Pe- people are wonderful. Mm-hmm. However... Um, when the creator of all things wants to talk to us, we need to make time for him. And I think that's the way we expand our day. We just make time for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, Paula, we're almost out of time. We're inside three minutes. I wanted to talk about Thanksgiving, and we didn't get to it, which is fine. But um, just a couple of things that I wanted to mention, and then, Paula, you can you can close the program. Um, but, but I'm thankful for you. I thank God for the partner that he's given me mm-hmm. in life. Uh, I know I'm going to sit down to a great turkey dinner. 
uh, tomorrow. Lord willing, I don't burn it up. <laughs> yeah. oh, you're doing pretty good. Your track record is like a whole bunch of years in a row. Mm-hmm. So we're fine with that. Um, I, I'm grateful for this church um, that, that God allows us to pastor. We truly are surrounded by the most wonderful group of people mm-hmm. ever, people that are radical for Jesus. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean everybody, but by and large, we've got so many people who are committed to the Lord, and it, it's uh, just an unbelievable blessing to to watch what God is doing in their lives as a result of teaching the Bible. Um, I'm going to steal this one from you. I'm grateful, thankful for forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm finally, I'm truly thankful that every day His mercies are new. Mm-hmm. Every day there's a whole new batch of grace that awaits me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you're saved. <laughs> <laughs> There's a long time it didn't look like it would happen. Huh? Yeah, no, you know, I, I'm I'm really grateful for our salvation and that that assurance. You know, even uh like Dawn was saying in Mexico when the, the guys with the rifles were there, she goes, Oh, this is cool, we're in a Chuck Norris movie. <laughs> um you know, you think about it, if if we were to get shot, I mean what's the worst thing that could happen? We go to heaven? Praise the Lord. We, I know that to be the case. and Secur- that, Security is something to be grateful for. The security huh? is something to be seriously grateful for. And that excitement of being able to turn around to others and say, I don't care what you've done. He wants to forgive you and he wants to take you to heaven. Yeah. One more thing I'm grateful for, and Paula I know is as well, so I speak for her. We're grateful for the people that take the time every day to tune in and listen to this radio program. Amen. Uh, it is a, an, an honor that you take the time out of your life to do that. So have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, make Jesus the guest of honor mm-hmm. at your family celebration. Yeah. And even if unbelievers are there, who cares? Jesus is the guest of honor. That's make right. him the guest of honor. That's right. Love on those people, and we will talk to you next week. God bless, God bless you. I'll see you live next Monday. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is on every weekday afternoon at four. And Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The word to stand on for life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.